next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football inside the lines, the one position group that can make 2014 a very, very special season. Which position group do you feel holds the master key to success? BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey Unga, offers his opinion. Plus, BYU volleyball assistant Rob Nilsson in studio, and the karma strikes again. Oh, yeah. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation live on your radio and television presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Why is the batting helmet moving on the set? Because my computer just knocked up against it. Okay. I was like, why is it the only thing moving? Great question. That's Jerem Jordan, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, you bumped it. (laughs) Wednesday, June 25th. What is up? My name is Spencer Linton. Jerem is a former cable guy, wherever and however you're tapped in. Great to have you with us. Summer sales ain't for me, man. (laughs) All all my friends would go out during the summer when I was at BYU. In fact, they all went to Dallas one summer. Uh, I went and hung out with them for a couple days, but they all went and I did not. It was never for me. So, no, I am not a cable guy. You know, I They did did, uh, pest control. I had an option in 2007 when I graduated from BYU to either go do summer sales. Every BYU male does. To- or <laughs> pursue a career in broadcasting. And I got, I got my foot in the door in Grand Junction, Colorado, and I have not regretted it not one bit since. And that, that's how it happened. I was like, oh, dude, you can make a ton of money. I'm like, I don't care. I'd I've, rather talk about sports. At one point, you invited me to possibly join you in Grand yes, Junction. Yes, that I did. And I said, no. <laughs> here we are together. And here we are. <laughs> You knew something greater was in the stars. Different. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Hey, speaking of cable, anything. you have a beef with Comcast, okay. bro. Okay, this was awesome. So yesterday I moved moved uh, to a new place over the weekend, got TV and internet hooked up yesterday. So I, I went to BYU Sportation just to see what the info said, you know, what was the picture they had or whatever. So it's a picture. Uh, originally it had both of us on it, but it's just a picture of you. I got cut <laughs> off. Like the left half is on there. I'm not on it. They got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, come on. No, no, I, Jerem. I was a little disappointed in that picture. We should. I'm now going to cancel my service. Fi- file a formal complaint with Comcast. Hey! You can join the conversation 24-7 wherever, whenever you want, using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine. Which position group? There we go. Which position group has the most pressure to perform in 2014? Hmm. At Daddyo underscore seven with this initial tweet: Offensive line for sure. The entire season rides on their beefy shoulders. <sighs> Jeremy and I are going to tell you what we think in just a moment. Use the hashtag BYUSN beefy shoulders to join the conversation 24 seven. Listen to the show. Weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV. Did you want to expound on the beefy shoulder comment? Well, well, it's just funny that like with the offensive linemen, everyone can make fun of their weight, but no other position is it like, ha-ha, something about that. But everyone with the O-line is like, oh, they're fat. I don't know why that's acceptable. <laughs> it is. It's just part of the culture of football, I, isn't it's it? It's interesting. What can BYU football do when it becomes real on the field? We've spent plenty of time discussing BYU football outside the lines. Not Big 12 show, potential inclusion. Status of independence. Is it working? Allegations of improper benefits. What's the ruling going to be? But 48 hours after media day, 
It's time we talk actual football. And with that said, rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. BYU football in the trenches. The difference between winning eight or nine games in a season, like they've done the past two years, compared to a special season with 11 or 12 games comes down to one thing for the BYU Cougars. The offensive line, a.k.a. the big fatties, according to Trevor Maddich. <laughs> Trevor's national championship teammate. It. Yes, he did say it. And speaking of making fun of their weight, uh, his national championship teammate and offensive line comrade Robert and I spent plenty of time discussing the O-line on media day. His message, they've got to play better. They need to play better. That's Sounded really good. Something like That's that, yeah. really good. Yeah. Have you worked on that? Nope. <laughs> that, I hope the O-line has worked in the offseason more than I worked on that. He has every right to say that. One, yes. because of the offensive coordinator and their coach. He was a star on the offensive line when he played at BYU and a national champion. He said something that blew me away to one of the local media outlets, and that is we had guys that started on the offensive line last year that will not make the travel squad this year. I wonder if that's an exaggeration, but I understand it. Listen. The uh, the excuse of youth, injuries, new offense, that is over. The offensive line has to be much better in 2014 to where Taysom doesn't have to scramble for his life and run for his life. There's a reason that Taysom Hill had so many carries last year for BYU. In fact, a lot, 105 more than the next closest quarterback in <laughs> BYU history in single season. Which is Eldon insane. Eldon Fortai in 1962 who ran the single wing. He was a running quarterback by design. Uh, yes, he was a running back playing quarterback. So those excuses are gone. BYU has talent at offensive line. I think they'll have more continuity. That means less guys in the rotation and another year under their belt to develop physically to be able to run this offense. They, it's, it's tough for them to make a wholesale switch from one year to the next and say, listen, all of a sudden we're going to run like 11 more plays a game. On average, that's, that's a lot more. Really difficult. We're going to be top five in the country in speed in terms of. I wish it was on the field speed, but how we run the plays. It created speed. It created some brand new problems that you probably. There's no way you can prepare for that until you go out and try it against Division One competition and so against Virginia. It failed. Now they have a year to look back. But on they and got say, better. How how did this offense do? How can we make it better? Taysom Hill got sacked. 37 times last year. Granted, Taysom held on to the ball too long on a number of those sacks, but even 28 or 30 is way too much when you compare it to the rest of the nation. BYU gave up essentially three sacks a game. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 107. In 2013, BYU is 107th in sacks allowed per game, 2.92. Interesting that below them, a bunch of really bad teams. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Arizona State and Bowling Green both went 10-4. and four. They were tied for 108th. They both run Two really, point, really, really high-tempo offenses 2.93. Well. More plays, more opportunities for sacks. I get it. But the point, the point being... It's too many. Those are drive killers. Only two teams below BYU at 107, so between 107 and 123. 
had winning records. This, uh, this doesn't happen on first down as much. This is more third down and long where you're going back to pass. So that kills those drives or forces field goals that maybe you make from distance. I don't know. 107th in the country in sacks allowed per game, yet they have the 14th best offense in the country and a winning record? Well, best offense, you can, you can debate what stat you use for that. But BYU in total offense. Total offense. They run more plays Effective. so they get more yards. Yes, and we talked about yards per play, BYU's middle of the pack. So this season, we feel like the, the, the Twitter question answer, the pressure to perform from a position group the most, offensive line. It 100%. Starts, you always hear this. It starts with that. You could argue that it's on Taysom, but guess what? Taysom is better if the O-line is better. The receivers are better if the O-line is better. That's just a natural progression. It starts in there. Second year of Garrett 2J. The whole, the whole BYU coaching staff is back. Hardly anyone in America can say that because if you're really good, you get picked from. When you have eight wins, you don't get picked from as much. So all those assistants are back. It's time to make the leap in many areas, namely offensive line. There are some things in life that you look at and think, well, yeah, that's no duh, but they're true. One, you eat healthy, you'll feel better. You sleep more, you won't be as tired. You look at BYU football, if the offensive line gets better, everything gets better. The quarterback play gets better. It opens up playmakers. The playmakers have more opportunity to make plays. You score more points, and ultimately, you win more games. Offensive line is better. You win more games. The schedule is easier. BYU better win 10-plus. They don't have it. It's not as tough as 2013. It has enough tough games, but it's not as top-heavy. You play one P5 that had a winning record last year. Bronco Mendenhall said he's Texas. not conceding anything to getting something better than the Miami Beach Bowl, and that means having a special season. Okay, 11 or 12 wins. Yes, that's possible for this group because you return a ton of people on offense. 11 guys started on the offensive line, 10 return. You add Ului Lapuahu, who has the most return missionary offensive line preseason hype of any player in BYU football history, Tuni Kanuch. Tore his peck because he benches so much. Ed Fusi came on the year. show and told us that Tooney is the toughest guy by a long shot on the BYU team. And Lapuaho is the guy that Bronco Mendenhall said he is more excited about than any other player. I think they've got talent there. I, I, always, I always have this argument. So there'd be, you know, oh, they returned nine starters on the defense. Well, what if those nine starters were crappy? <laughs> then who cares? BYU did not have crappy offensive yes. linemen. I think yeah. this, I think the scheme, injuries, a little inexperience were part of that. Can they you, will be better. Can you imagine if BYU gives up only two sacks a game last year compared to three? They win 10. It, it, because you have one less – you call them drive killers. Sacks are drive yeah, they killers. they kill drives. It's that simple. One less drive killer per game, you score more points, you win double-digit games. They lost close games last year. Now, now Taysom doesn't become a 70% passer all of a sudden. He's still got to make good decisions and make those throws. And it's it, – you, you'd think that you make a leap, but like a huge leap, that's tough to guess because you're basically the same person, but a little bit better, you would hope, with work. Can we get the entire offensive line on the show before the season for, and karma. give them some karma? Uh, karma struck again, by the way, last we'll get, night. We'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, which position group has the most pressure to perform in 2014? Let's read some of your tweets. At J-Man 426, not just the offensive line, but the secondary also. Okay, going a little defense right mm-hmm. there. Those working in tandem could produce prime results and success. 
Somewhere Bob Daniel, Robertson Daniel, says, I agree. <laughs> Bobby Daniel. <laughs> At Carson underscore Dudley. Wide receivers. A ton of expectations for them to do well and make our offense more explosive. Oh, and they're new guys. I, I agree. Uh, however, it starts with the O line. Yeah, that's, that's why the we thing. put like, them first. There's yeah. so much hype, and I am huge on the wide receiver core. Have been for a very long Upgrading time. Upgrading talent, despite losing Hoffman. Protect the quarterback, and those guys will dominate. Give them a chance to catch. Yeah, the playmakers make Passing plays. For Use the hashtag BYUS and to join our conversation today or anytime for that matter. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Now the karma comes back. Men's soccer, Blake Frischneck on the show yesterday. We gave it to him at the very end. Oh, by the way, Blake, you have BYU Sports Nation karma. He's like, okay, great. We expect at least a goal. Guess what? It's (laughs) 1-1, 83rd minute, boom goes the dynamite. Blake Frischneck on the header, bop, into the goal. And he he was about four centimeters away from scoring the other goal, too. Yes. 83rd minute BYU winner seven and two by the way five and zero at home this year in PDL play undefeated home. The, do you not believe in the karma? I believe. Speaking of head, Jake Toulson tweets this yesterday. The the newcomer BYU hoops stitches in a concussion on the first day of workouts. This is going to be fun. <laughs> what? What a start! What happened? Hey Jake, you got a concussion on the first day. <laughs> Welcome to Brigham. Uh, I didn't envision it going this way, Coach. But uh, whatever. We'll build off of it. <laughs> Up next, more of your tweets on which position group you feel has the most pressure to perform in 2014, and we'll get running back Harvey Uma, the all-time leading rusher at BYU, his opinion on the matter. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. If you're new to the program, it airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, coming up tomorrow, Steve Young in studio on the show. Wait, who? Boom goes the dynamite. Say that again. Steve Young. Steve Young. Michael Stephen Young. Isn't his first name Michael? The only man to ever make a creamsicle jersey look somewhat decent. And even that's debatable. (laughs) <laughs> we will ask him about that Former tomorrow. Former LA Express quarterback Steve Young will join the program. We've had Steve on the show a number of times, but but it's next level tomorrow because he, he brings his swag in studio. Yeah, first time in studio for him. We should ask I, him I for a creamsicle jersey to decorate the set with. That would be the jersey of jerseys, wouldn't it? Other, I think than, other could, than the bib? I think he could pull it <laughs> off, right? Yeah. It's Steve Young. He can do whatever he wants. That's which position group has the most pressure to perform in 2014 for BYU football? That is our Twitter question. At Y4Life says quarterback because it's the most scrutinized. Yeah. Certainly the offensive line and quarterback kind of go hand in hand that way. You, you need great offensive line play to help the quarterback for sure. But I think there have been some marginal quarterbacks that have benefited from fantastic offensive sure, lines. Yeah. Mark Sanchez Look, in New York. <laughs> every, yeah, everyone gets better. Uh, if if it, the the line plays well, if the D line's good, that sets up the linebackers. So let's like let's ask a guy who has worked very closely with quite a few BYU offensive lines yes, and yes. the all time leading rusher in BYU football history currently, Harvey Uma in studio. Harvey, Harvey. what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Harvey's looking fresh. He's got his J's on. <laughs> Here's what I like about Harvey. One of the many things you brought a duffel bag with, like workout gear. You're just ready to go, just in case if you need it. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. That's exactly. I, I brought this up. You're the all-time leading rusher in BYU history. That that record is in jeopardy, but but you're okay with that be, because yeah. of why? Why are you okay with that, Harvey? Records are meant to be broken. Okay. Um, if not, 
you know, there's no point in, in keeping records or, or anything like that. So, um, you know, for me, I, I figured one day it's going to come along and who better than uh, Jay Swag to to take that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for the kid. I think he's uh, he's got an awesome future in football, uh, not only in college, but in the next level to come. So, you know, why not? Similar development with uh, the two of you. Your freshman year, Manasseh Tonga, Fui Vakapuna, they were getting the majority of the carries. And then all of a sudden, like a light went on at some point where, <laughs> hey, we should get Harvey the Rock. Michael Elisa gets hurt. Jamal Williams against Hawaii kind of emerges. Yeah. Um, similarities with kind of the way your careers have gone. What, what do you see with Jamal? Um, you know, I think he's, he's a tough runner for a guy of his size. Not to say Jamal's not a big uh, running back, but um, he wasn't the 240 you know, 250 back that Fui, Manasseh, and I were. Um, but the way he runs, he runs just like he's 240 pounds. Um, at times, it's great. It's fun for the fans to see. But then at other times, you know, for his sake, it's uh, it's a little dangerous. Um, you know, th- this game is all about staying healthy. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had my bouts with that. And so to see the way that he runs and everything, at times it scares me. But... Um, you know, he's a great running back, and I'm sure he uh, he knows what he needs to do, and I think he's going to succeed wherever he goes and whatever he does. What advice have you given to him in terms of keeping that physicality but uh, staying safe on the field, if at all? Have you had that conversation with him? Um, to be honest, I, I haven't really had that conversation with him. The only thing that I've ever said to him was, you know, just, just to be smart. Um, you know your body better than anyone else does. Uh, so, you know, just within your own means, realize the way that you're running and, and be smart. Um, the the tackles that you can break, um, you know, if you feel that that's what you need to do, then do it. But if not, you know, avoid those tackles. Don't don't put any more, I guess, hurt on your body. Don't have any more uh, dings that you have to go through. Just, uh, you know, stay as healthy as long as possible and, and um I guess, you know, avoid those things. I think that's been the message for Bronco Mendenhall to Taysom Hill, and it certainly can relate to <laughs> Get Jamal, out of bounds. Jamal yeah. Williams as well, as if you, if you don't have to take some of those hits, then, then don't take them. Uh, you had quite a career at BYU. In three years, you became the all-time leading rusher. Uh, Robert and I on Media Day said some, <laughs> some really funny things. And uh, you, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and play that bite right All now. Right. Well, I've already apologized to Harvey because his record's going down. If Jamal has the year without injury that he's going to have, he'll break that record this year. Okay, initial reaction to that comment from Dr. Bob and I. That's the first time I've ever heard that. So, um, <laughs> he did not apologize he, to you. Yeah, yet. I'm going to say that right, right now. He did not apologize. <laughs> the heck? So I'm expecting an apology. No, um... Like I said, it, records are meant to be broken. Um, if there's a guy that can that can... I guess lead the path to breaking records for for guys like Jamal. It's it's Coach and I. I think you know he's uh, he's got a great resume. Um, he's proven it in the past with uh, two all-time leading rushers under um, his guidance. So it, it's a it's a no-brainer. I think you know for sure um, what Coach and I says he means wholeheartedly, and and I believe it too. And you know I I uh, I'm grateful that uh, he was. You know, the guy that led me to where I got to go as far as BYU and um, to play under him was, you know, an honor and a privilege. Uh, so it, it doesn't surprise me that he's uh, he's gunning for that record. 
1448 is what he needs to break the record. That would be the second most in BYU single season history to Luke Stead. Thanks to Luke. Yeah. So that would be quite the season. Oh, yeah. uh, barring injury, Robert and I said that he thinks Jamal can do it this year. Taysom Hill had more rushing yards than Jamal <laughs> last year. Where, where do you see the dynamic of what, what's a healthy amount to have the ball in Taysom hand, Taysom's hands, who seems to be the biggest playmaker, versus getting Jamal touches where he is very effective when he can? Um, to be honest, I think that all ties back to the O-line. Um, if, if the O-line is going to be able to block, set the pocket, and, and give Taysom time to, you know, to make his reads and pass, he's going to do great. However, if he's going to be scrambling around trying to find the open guy, um, I think it's going to be a lot like last year where he's going to make you know, great runs off of broken plays, um, which then again will, will take a little bit away from Jamal. Um, but like I said, if, if the O-line can, can you know, build up that passing game and, and help Taysom in that aspect, I think it's going to just shatter the record this year for Jamal. Um, you know, because once you've got that deep threat down the field, it spreads out the defense, um, which obviously gives Jamal a lot more room uh, to do what he does best, and that's, uh, that's run the ball. Is it to uh, Jamal's credit that Taysom had more rushing yards to a degree to where in the read option, Jamal is drawing so much attention where Taysom feels like he should take it? Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody takes any credit from, from any of that. I think um, the, the option is, is meant, to, it's meant to be an unselfish play. They're, you know, guys are doing their jobs, um, and, and whether the defense feels that Jamal's the bigger threat, they're going to go for Jamal if they think Taysom's the bigger threat. And that's what threat. I mean. Taysom's keeping a little more often because the linebackers respect Jamal to that degree. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, they, they teams have seen film on Jamal. They know how he runs. They know how he plays. They know he's, a, uh, he's an X factor in the game. Um, so for sure, I think, you know, that opens up a ton of things for Taysom. Um, we call it Y factor here, Harvey. Y factor. Remember? Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's a, yeah he's a great Y factor. Listen that's, to Jerem call out Harvey. My, my bad. Har- Harvey hey, was right. an analyst on Countdown to right. Kickoff, so I'm just trying to remind him <laughs> yeah. of how we do that's, things. That's here. what I meant to say. Y factor. <laughs> Harvey Unga, BYU's all-time leading rusher on BYU Sports Nation, a guy who ran over a Utah defender to uh, <laughs> what was the Utah defender's name again? Uh, don't act like you don't know. I want to say Robert Johnson. Yeah, it was Robert, Robert Johnson. Johnson. I th- someone else told me that it was a different guy. It was a Caucasian guy. That's what somebody else said. Someone help us out and remind us who that was. Who was the player that Harvey Unger ran over in 2007 to beat Utah? Spit spit it out. Someone will give it to us. You had red paint on your helmet, and it was a beautiful thing. The only time I ever want to see red paint on a BYU helmet is when you run over a Utah defender. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Utah, so in in 08, uh, in Salt Lake, I want to ask you about this. We've heard stories about this. The direct snap play that you scored a touchdown on. Right. I've heard the the story of Max Hall saying like quoting Anchorman to Austin Collie on the edge. And we love that <laughs> movie. Did you just I, what, what was it? What happened there? To be honest, I have no idea. It was so loud down in that end zone that I, I don't know what Max was saying. All I saw was Max turn to the side and started raising his hand, saying something. He made a fist. Yeah, so, awesome. something like that. I don't know. I, to be honest, I I couldn't hear a thing. Um, I was just. Trying like, to I'm about make to sure the I ball. caught the snap. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and it was oh, high. It was my only snap, so I better cast this. But yeah, I, I don't even know what he said. I'm sure he probably did quote Anchorman because those guys are clowns, and it was probably something <laughs> that they were just joking around with each other. I've so. heard that it was. Uh, did you just throw a burrito at me? <laughs> the the Will Ferrell Jack Black line. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. 
I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure you said something to that extent. That is so fantastic. Have you had another instance like that where someone said someone said it was Steve Tate at Bronco for Press? Was it Steve I, Tate? I, I, that's what I thought. I don't know. I thought it was Robert Johnson for the longest time. We're going to go back and watch I it. I think it was both, right? I, you had over two Utah defend. You trucked two know. guys to score a touchdown. I don't know. Okay. The legend grows. So in 09 against Air Force, you do the direct snap again. Yeah. I but then busted. they called intent to deceive. I got busted, yeah. Intent, was, isn't that the Max. entire purpose Max of football? Busted, right? Yeah. Did they change the rule? Why did um, they, You did the same play. I think they did change the rule um, just because of that play, to be honest. I really think that was it. Um, it was so awesome they had to make a rule about it. It was, it was something on the lines of where the quarterback, if, if he would have just um, walked out to the side without flailing his hands or saying anything, mm. I think he would have been fine. But when he was like, Moving his hands around, yelling at the guys. Um, I guess that's, that's the intent I guess. to that's deceive. The, that's the, po- yeah, that's, that's the point of the right. discussion from the quarterback at, is to deceive the defense. That's, that's the, the whole, purpose yeah, that's of the, football. Right. <laughs> that's the whole point of the offense. You're trying to trick to the defenders. Yeah. Your formation is intent to deceive. Right. Like, that's, what? No, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. And I think, did you score on that play again and yeah. then they brought it back? It's yeah. like, oh! Yeah. So Harvey Unga with us on BYU Sports Nation, the all-time leading rusher in BYU football history. I know a lot of people are interested in what you're doing right now, your playing status. You're a former NFL guy with the Chicago Bears. Uh, what What is your career path now in terms of football and, and moving forward? Um, you know, I'm still – doors are still open with the NFL. Uh, I finished a mini camp a little bit ago with Carolina. Um, it was great. Had a fun time over there. Uh, Coach Rivera and his coaching staff were awesome people. Um, uh, it, like I said, it's, a, it's an awesome organization and um, – had fun out there, but I have no idea what's going to happen in the fall. Um, they brought quite a bit of us out there for tryouts um, and only brought back maybe six of us out of, like, I think 30. And you were one of those? Yeah, and I was fortunately one of them. Um, but like I said, nothing's ever said and done until uh, it's on paper, it's signed, sealed, delivered, and yeah. I'm theirs. But it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's testing my patience. Sure. Um, you know, I haven't really played or, or done what I've wanted to do in the NFL. And, and so at this time, I'm just, you know, training as hard as I can, um, busting my butt to, to make my way back there and um, hopefully get a shot somewhere. I, I don't know where, um, but just praying and hoping and working hard in the meanwhile just to, to see where, uh, where everything lies. What happens uh, when 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 – this thing happens when do you go okay that's i'm probably done like how how much longer do you want to pursue that um i don't know i i had talked to my uh my father about this and um he and i have always had this discussion since i was younger but um he told me just to run till the wheels fall off okay so to be honest um if if things don't work out in the nfl this year uh, I actually had a talk with Nate Mickle, one of the former wide receivers here, about going to the CFL. Hmm. Um, and it, it has been something that's caught my attention. But like I said, doors have been open still in the NFL. So um, as long as they're open, I'm going to keep trying and, and run to the wheels fall off. Bottom yeah. line is you're not done playing football. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I feel young. I feel fresh. Um, you know, as healthy as I've ever been. So, yeah, I'm still going to play. 
Okay, uh, I we you have probably already answered this indirectly, but we do want to officially ask you the Twitter question today, which is, as you look at BYU football in 2014, and I know yeah. you have a lot of close ties with the program, obviously to Jamal and the players, which position group do you feel like feels the most pressure to perform next season? Um, according, I guess, from the fans' views and, and pressure from the fans – um, I'd easily say Taysom. Okay. How about um, you? For me as a player, um, and, and looking at the season that they had last year and the year before that, I'd have to say the O-line. Yeah. Easily. And that's um, where we are. Yeah. Easily. I, I think, like I said, that that has been the biggest, I think, asterisk as far as the offense goes in terms of how they're going to move the ball. Um and and how the offense is really going to function, um, and and obviously the fans are looking at the glory. They're looking at the the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the tight ends, um, and and neglecting to know that those five guys up front are going to make all of that work. So I think when it comes to the classroom and when those guys are out there in practice and stuff, I think they feel more pressure from Coach and I um, than any other position out there. I think you know Coach and I. Um, he believes in Taysom. He believes in Jamal, his wide receivers, um, and tight ends and everything. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting that old line in sync with each other. And, and um, to be honest, I think that's where the most pressure is for those guys. Do you see them doing it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, could, I, I definitely could see it. They, um, I've actually had the chance to go and work out with them a few times. And just the the way that they carry themselves now um, in years past, when I've gone to work out there, totally different. Really? It's totally different. These guys have a confidence about them that I think that they had lacked for a while now. Um, and a part of it, I think, you know, goes to this coaching staff. Uh, you know, Coach and I comes in with high expectations. And I think those guys are actually stepping up to the plate now and, and meeting those expectations. Um, have they met them fully? I have no idea. But I think it's definitely a change from what I've seen when I've been there in the past working out with them. So I think they for sure could, um, you know, take that burden on them and, and uh, take it off of, you know, the rest of the guys. Harvey, it's been great to have you. We, before oh, you yeah. go, we want you to sign our BYU Sports Nation nice. Rise Up flag. Give us your autograph. Awesome. Uh, best of luck to you in your future football endeavors. And Appreciate I, I and know that, basketball. that you are the leading, yeah. <laughs> you're the leading cheerleader when it comes to uh, Jamal Williams breaking your own record. Oh yeah, well next to his mom. <laughs> yeah. Touche. I, I know Mama's always looking out for him. Nicole so. knows what's I'll, up. Yeah, I'll be a close second. Very okay, good. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, the, at J.M. Kugman, he trucked Robert Johnson and then Steve Tate dove from behind. Ah, okay. That's what it was Robert Johnson. So it was both. Right, hey, sort there of. we go. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just take one. Okay. Robert Johnson, what's up? (laughs) Up next, we play Big Deal, No Deal. Robert and I saying Taysom Hill could run more. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? It's going to get crazy. The simulcast continues on BYU Radio and on BYU TV after this. More than 246? So much. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, also sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan 
Hanging out on a Wednesday in the summer. Very slow. Bo- nope. It has been a jam-packed summer <laughs> bo- bo- at BYU. <laughs> it has been anything but boring and slow. Hey, we remind you, uh, follow the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sports. You can find uh, different interviews and clips, highlights, uh, behind the scenes from Media Day. Put together a recap of State of the Program, BYU football, great moments then and now, as well as behind the scenes. Check it out on youtube.com slash Sports. Programming note, Steve Young now confirmed for Friday instead of Thursday. So Steve Young will be on I, Friday. I show. believe he heard that we wanted a creamsicle jersey, so he's like, well, I've got to get that. He has so 24 hours Friday. now, 24 extra hours to go and get that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there a creamsicle jersey on your set? Well, people, well let, let's explain something. People say, why do you have a piece of cheese and a little Russian doll on your set? The cheese is from Wisconsin when I went to Milwaukee for the NCAA tournament. If, if either of us go somewhere to cover BYU, we're going to bring something back for the set. Uh, the Russian doll was given to us by Olympian Kate Hansen. She brought us back. I forgot the name of what, what that's it's called a officially. Manu- uh, uh, Matruska? Matruska. Yeah. Matruska. Yeah. yeah. So in the fall, when you go on the road and cover BYU for Countdown to Kickoff, you need to bring stuff back for the set. What do you get from Connecticut? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what do you get screams from Hart- Connecticut? Uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe, I, yeah, some basketball championships, so maybe some national. But, We're not but bringing that's UConn team. stuff that's on BYU team. Sports Nation. <laughs> We're going to beat UConn by 17+. plus. Oh, really? That's not a big deal. We can decide on that later. You know what is a big deal? National processing sponsorship of this. Yeah. Big deal, no deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. We appreciate national uh, national processing and all they do for BYU Sports Nation. Okay. Without further ado, let's go number one. Big deal, no deal. Robert and I says Taysom Hill could run more. Oh, man. That guy's voice is back again. Okay, this is... This is a big deal if it comes to fruition because Taysom Hill ran the ball so much last year. Uh, Yeah, 246 times. 246 carries, 37 of those were quarterback Sack, sacks. 37 times. But even then, what's 209 or 200? Uh, yeah, d- d- no math is required. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Who cares? <laughs> How bad 209 carries. It was 209 carries, 200. not including the sacks. That's a lot for a quarterback. At BYU, that's an insane amount. So this is a big deal because I feel like naturally you would think that he would run less, have better O-line protection, and chuck the ball a ton. Yeah, big deal. I don't want Taysom to carry the ball 246 times. They're just, they're just a point where there's too many. I don't want to lean on Taysom's legs as much, although that is his greatest quality is his running ability. I would like him to pass more efficiently and pass more often. 438 pass attempts last year. I'd love to get into the 500 range where BYU is chucking it and chucking it deep and scoring more points. That's the bottom line. Score more points, however that is. And I don't think that you should rely on Taysom. BYU is lucky that he stayed healthy. The kid with the, the knee brace. Ranford 259 against <laughs> Number Texas. two. Never gets old. Big deal, no deal. BYU Sports Nation karma strikes again with Blake, Blake Frischnick. Okay, this may surprise you. I'm going to say no deal here mm-hmm. because it's the status quo, people. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big deal anymore because you should just anticipate it. Someone comes on, they perform well. Hey, Blake, you have the karma. Oh, okay, we expect a goal. Okay, he scored a goal, they win. That's what happens. Okay, it's a big deal because, let's be honest, we give the karma to people who are normally good players anyway, right? 
So Blake Frischnick comes on. He graduated from high school last year, played a little bit, uh, you know, the last cover game. He comes on, and then he's got a goal. Like, it, it just validates that the karma is real. It wasn't like a guy that we knew could do something. It was a guy that we didn't really know. We didn't even know what his last name was yesterday. And then he goes and scores a goal to win with his head. Bang. I'll actually give you the why win on I, that one. Why am I yelling? I don't know. Because you're, lo- you're fired I love, up. I love to yell. It's no deal because it's status quo, but it is a big deal because it... Don't va- get the last word in. I get the oh, last fine, word in. Fine, Number three. Listen, your picture was in Comcast, too. Just you. <laughs> and one. Number three. <laughs> big deal, no deal. Jake Toulson's first workout results in a concussion and stitches. Anytime you bring up the word concussion, it's a big deal. <laughs> like, we don't want the players to get hurt. <laughs> like, there's no minor surgery. But we, we, we kind of, time. like... We we laugh a little bit because of the tweet that he sent out when he was in in reference to this. Well, first workout started with a concussion and stitches. This should be fun. <laughs> like I like Jake's attitude. It's a big deal that he got hurt. We're glad that it's not serious. Uh, we'll look forward to great things from him. I'll go no deal. I, I I imagine that this happens more often than you think. I hope he's okay. He seems to be okay. Everything was spelled correctly in the tweet, so I think there's cognitive reasoning going on there with Jake. Uh, but excited that he's at BYU. Unfortunately, concussion and stitches. Let's let's hope it wasn't like a Jamal Eight's elbow into his <laughs> noggin or something. But he's, yes. he seems to be okay. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Only one host featured on the Comcast Info Guide for BYU Sports Nation. Which host oh. was that, Jerem? <sighs> the blonde one. <laughs> no deal. They got it right. <laughs> this is a big deal. I'm just flipping it just to see what Com- the Comcast Info Guide has. And there's one guy, the picture's cut in half, and it's you, and that's, good for you, says Christian Bale. Hey, you got the really nice tweet from the fan that you read about yourself yesterday. So you, had, you can't have two for Let, two yesterday. Listen, anything like this is awesome. But I was just like, oh, man. You know what would be hilarious is somebody from Comcast was listening and had power to go and change that and made it a picture of you. Well, I wonder if it's the picture <laughs> we gave them and it's certain, you know, resolution Parameters. or what. Yeah, all that. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, they just chose the left part. <laughs> <laughs> and here at BYU, you need to choose the right, right? <laughs> Number five. Big deal, no deal. Luis Suarez bites again. Okay. Really, dude? This is a big deal because there was a prop bet on this. When, when there was a prop bet about, about whether or not you might bite somebody in the World Cup. Some dude in Europe or something. <laughs> put, down, put down money. On this prop bet. Like a 75 like, to 1. He put down five bucks and won like 900 something dollars. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know what? It's, it's a big deal when you bite someone. But this situation is no deal. Because Luis Suarez has done this twice. What the heck, dude? Why are you biting people? Play like a man. You want people to watch the World Cup because you want them to see amazing soccer. Not because you're going to bite it, dude. Stop it. Three times? But at least, I'm bet, hashtag betting is wrong, but at least you won that guy some money. <laughs> okay. Swat is going to be out for the next game for sure, man. Maybe the rest of the World Cup. Come on, he's one of the most exciting players in the world. Keep your mouth shut, literally. This is BYU Sports Station. We continue with Rob Nielsen, who was just promoted. BYU Products, what a summer we've had on this show. And it gets better on Friday. As the great, as the great song has said, it's summertime and everything's great. If you haven't seen that on YouTube, just Google that or YouTube that. Hey, Steve Young on Friday that you alluded to. Yes. Steve Young on Friday. We can't wait. Michael Stephen Young. Uh, we have to ask about the creamsicle jersey now. At least a reference. Yeah. 
And how a Sunday school uh, got gospel doctrine class is going. <laughs> that always seems to come up. Yes. When BYU played Stanford in basketball in November, they went to Steve Young's ward, and they were in his class. Yeah, he told that's us that a, on awesome. the show. He told us that on the show. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, Steve Young's going to teach go your Sunday school class today. Wanted to teach, yeah, what? Something like that. Uh, our Twitter question today is, which position group for BYU football do you feel like has the most pressure to perform? I want to know what Steve Young thinks about that. Uh, the consensus from you has been the offensive line. That's what Jerem and I think. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Our next guest just got a brand new promotion. He is now the associate head BYU volleyball coach, Rob Nelson. Congratulations, yeah. Congratulations on the promotion, Rob. Thank you, thank you. What does that even mean? Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. It's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I kind of, people keep asking me that. You know, does it mean more responsibility? What do you, you know, what does that mean for you? And uh, I keep deferring to the quote that Chris used in the press release was that, uh, you know, the change in title kind of reflects the role that I have currently. And uh, Chris does a great job of giving all the coaches autonomy and uh, letting us participate in the process um, and give input and, and kind of have that role as partners. And, uh, and so I think it's just more a change in title than, than anything else. Maybe help me on a pad a future resume here, but it's a, a really nice gesture from uh, Coach McGowan. And, and so I'm, I'm appreciative. What are your responsibilities in the summer, in the, the off season? Yeah, it's a lot of administrative work, of course, and uh, preparing for next year. And then uh, we're out recruiting really is the big thing, Uh, preparing not next year's team, but uh, teams beyond that. How's that going? How's the recruiting going? Uh, We think really well. We signed a really spectacular class. We had five players in the Fab 50, which is how uh, the nation ranks BYU never does that. And so that's a a really big recruiting class. There's a lot of really quality young LDS players and and good kids that want to come represent BYU. Um, and, uh, and one of the players that we signed that wasn't on that list is playing with the junior national team. So we thought he, he's, uh, a player that was definitely, uh, mm. should have been on that list. Maybe, uh, one of the snubs in the BYU, uh, or in the, uh, volleyball the world. Yeah. What the heck? Volleyball magazine. <laughs> but, uh, have you signed this player? Yeah, we signed him. His name is Storm Fangata. He's the yeah. only player that didn't make the list, but he's training with the junior national team this summer in Lake Placid. His name is Storm. His name is Storm. Will you pronounce uh, his last name again? Because I'm going to have to say this a gajillion times. Fa'angata. I think the G The G G I've learned, it sounds sort of like a ng. Yeah. uh, Unga. Fa'angata. And so uh, this kid's a stud. He jumps Mm. out of the gym. We think he's going to go on a mission right away. Uh, Setter? No, he's an outside hitter. 6'2", but 40-plus Scary vertical. So like, Ozzie like, Antonetti, like Taylor, Taylor Sanders Sander type yeah. vertical. Yeah. Polynesian, I see. And, uh, and just a really nice volleyball player. So we're excited. And then, of course, Taylor's little brother's coming next year. We're super excited Ranked about number him. Ranked number five. Yeah, we, yeah. He's, a, he's a great player. And, uh, and then just on down the list, you know, Chandler, uh, Christian Rupert, a middle blocker from uh, Pennsylvania, Eric Sykes, a libero from uh, California, just a lot of stud players. Zach Eschenberg is a great outside hitter, is going to go on a mission right away. And then Ty Hutchins is a, uh, a pin hitter that uh, was the player of the year for the junior college ranks. Orange Coast College yeah. or something. And, Related uh, to Mel Hutchins, the basketball grade. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a phenomenal kid and going to be mm. a really nice player. So we're excited about this group of players coming in. Rob Nielsen, associate head coach for BYU Volleyball on BYU Sports Nation. There's always the question, how do you replace Taylor Sander? And with basketball a few years ago and Dave Rose, how do you replace Jimmer Fredette? You don't. 
you don't, but certainly a signing class like this has to help at least a little bit, right? Yeah, we're reading up on the Ewing theory is uh, what we've checked up on. What's the Ewing theory? Uh, it's, uh, it's from uh, Bill Simmons, the ESPN writer. Uh, talks about uh, Patrick Ewing went through the Knicks, and uh, when he left, it was, how are you going to replace this guy? But the Knicks actually st- took a step forward and uh, played better. Uh, and he kind of attributes it to a lot of different factors, but it's kind of this interesting theory that when your star player leaves, all these other players that have just played kind of secondary roles now have to step up, fill in the gaps, uh, take a little bit more responsibility, take a little bit more onus on their shoulders for being great. And uh, we think we have guys that are ready to do that. Obviously, we have a great recruiting class coming in. Uh, so we're excited about about the future. Mm-hmm. It's tough to replace that production. And uh, obviously, he's tearing <laughs> it up on the on the world stage in the World League right now. And uh, it's been really fun to watch. So Two-time National Player of the Year. I mean, he's, yeah. he's right. ridiculous. Who's, who's yeah. the Anthony Mason? That's the real question, right? After Patrick <laughs> Ewing. Who's that guy that will shoot free throws with one hand? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Taylor... Okay, we, we knew that he would be a good player. But for him to literally dominate with Team USA, Reed Pretty gets hurt, Taylor's the main guy. Did you see this coming? Like, did you think that this would happen so quickly? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many aspects of his game that translate to being great at the international level. It's a different speed at that level. And so watching him be able to you know, pick that up so quickly, maybe – I felt like there'd be more of adjustment period, but I, I definitely knew it was there. And uh, he's, he's done so many things well. It's nice they have a big-time opposite that's able to take away some attention from Taylor. And uh, if you're not keying in on Taylor every play, uh, we can see how scary he is. Well, to he, the point where Taylor said it's easier to play at he, that level. He told us here. We <laughs> said, I, I joked, did you think it'd be this easy? And he's like, well, it's actually easier than BYU because I don't have three blockers up. Yeah. He's been playing at that speed that you allude to, alluded to at BYU, and now it's just a natural function, it feels like. Yeah, and uh, just it's fun to watch because of all the little things that he picked up here, all the little choices he makes in rallies, the smart decisions he makes when he's not scoring points, the reads that he makes blocking and help blocking that, uh, that he was trained to do coming through our program for four years. Mm. Some of the things, you know, his vertical, obviously, that's natural. His beautiful arm swing, that's uh, something that he came already to BYU with. But uh, some of the things that he was trained here to do, I think, uh, have really helped him to make an adjustment. Just his ability to read the game is, uh, is phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's really fun to watch it all come together, his talent and then, the, you know, I think the way that he was coached. And really, maybe not even the way that he was coached, but the way that he worked while he was here. It's the Ken Griffey effect when you watch beautiful players. Like his swing, it's just like, oh, I could watch that. All. I could watch Taylor Sander jump from the back line Hit and a kill a ball. I mean, it's just right. like, oh, yeah. this looks so tears, good. Tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you got a leather chair or a pen or something for your promotion, man. <laughs> Hopefully a pay raise, right? So, as well as a go. few more dollars in the bank <laughs> account, go. too. You got an interview on BYU Sports Nation. That's, that's at least. There you go. That's at least. karma. Good karma going <laughs> yes. forward. Yes. Rob Nilsson now has karma as the associate. In, in recruiting. Yes. For another fan. Associate head coach. Let's do it. <laughs> there you go. Rob, great to have you, man. Thanks, guys. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. Well, actually, there is no Cougar Whip Around today, is there? But we did forget to do something, right, Jerem? You remember Count what down to Connecticut what? later? This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jérôme Jordan. Hanging out in Studio B. I'm really excited about the uh, next season volleyball team. I know that Taylor Sanders is gone, but to hear that BYU has some big-time recruits coming in, that's good because they're going to need to play. Some of them will need to play right away. Do you know what else I'm excited for, Jerem? Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 65 days. Wait. You were kind of waving your hand like like uh, conducting. I 65 was, days. I was doing that. I lo- whenever it gets into the second half of that, it's just like... Mm-mm. I'll be honest. Five days. I'll be honest with my one-year-old little girl. I sometimes during the hymns, I just need to spice it up a little bit in church. I'll grab her right arm and I'll conduct with her arm the whole time, <laughs> just like stay engaged. Does anyone else do that? <laughs> you maybe. Am I the only one you doing may be that? Unique in that effort. It's Jeremy. super distracting to everyone around her, <laughs> which is by design. Sixty-five days away from Rensselaer Field for BYU football. Steve Young will not be on tomorrow's show. He will be on Friday's show to give him 24 extra hours to come up with a creamsicle jersey. Maybe. I don't know if <laughs> Steve knows about this. He's one because we haven't told him. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets our Rise and Shout today? Clearly, Blake Frischnecht okay. for leveraging the karma into a goal. Game winner, BYU. 7-2 and two in PDL play. 5-0. and oh. At home. Harvey Unga, a close second in his pursuit of a future football career, wherever that may be. Yes. Hopefully he can land somewhere this year. Uh, hopefully the wheels don't fall off. Like he mentioned, he'll go until the wheels fall off. Hopefully that's not for a little while. I would love to, love to see Harvey actually get in onto a team and then into a regular season game. That'd be great. Which position group has the most pressure to perform in 2014? Harvey Unga says it's the offensive line. Let's hit up some tweets. Old school BYU. Special teams also will be a group with a lot of pressure. Unproven kicker, true statement, and lots of new underclassmen getting reps. That's going outside the box. Lee Johnson told us in the fall he fears that BYU won't have a kicker that will be able to get it into the back of the end zone next year. That's a a big deal. That changes the game for sure. At FinDaddy81, usually it's the quarterback, but this year it's going to be the offensive line. They need to be productive, and everyone is watching. Everyone is watching. Thanks to our guests, Harvey Unger, Rob Nielsen, and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on the interwebs. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org for Jeremy and Spencer. Let's throw the Shout out to Pete Van Valkenburg. We're nice. going way back. Led the nation in rushing. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow. We know why.